What up, you guys? This is another edition of Growing Up Gay. I am your boy Malik, and I have the incomparable, the amazing Vaughn. You know what that that intro reminded me of? What? Tell Dream me. Girls. <laughs> when Ooh. when they're like the um, I don't even remember what they say, but they're like the vibrations, the vibrations, curvations. <laughs> The, the dream, dream. Move, like, move, 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 move right out of my life Move it, move it out of my move life move. <laughs> move, yes, yes Um, We hope you guys have been married We hope you guys have been well Because, yes. you know, with this whole COVID-19 thing You have to check on your friends Absolutely And you have to keep your spirits Especially the e- extroverts Because I think y'all are having a yes. harder time than anybody else right now us introverts oh are, you know, we've been here, we've been doing this. Um, it's just another day for us, but y'all are. I won't lie, I've had, I've had struggles. I've had struggles for for sure because, you know, I'm I I spend a lot of social time with my friends, mm-hmm. a lot of hosting, a lot of all of that stuff, and so it's it's weird not to be able to do that. Right. Um, but I will say that I've, you know, I've begun to find like the appreciation of this time of solitude, like you know. Having some different kind of some different kind of conversations, but and then also finding some new ways to like connect with people has been really interesting. Like, um, you know, of course everyone's doing like Zoom videos, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been teaching yoga via Zoom videos oh, these cool. last few weeks, which has been really cool and interesting. Yeah, and you know, I kind of like it a little bit. I, you know, it like teaching yoga online. It's like. The students can see me, but I can't see them unless they turn their camera on. So there's a, like a little bit of almost like quietness mm. that I enjoy. With, it's almost like, like you're by yourself, to, but you're not. Yes, yes. Like, you know, being able to do my own practice, but, you know, them just kind of guiding to whatever I show them. I like yeah. that. So it's been fun. Um, what's happening with you? Um, I've been maxing, relaxing. Um Sipping out cool. Listen, <laughs> nah, I've been chilling. It's funny. Um, my mother is an extra extrovert, so mm-hmm. it's um been really interesting because she keeps calling me all the time, and I love her. So we just been oh my just been conversing, and um she's clearly bored. <laughs> She'll call me just so she can watch TV with someone, and I'm like, mom, <laughs> you're adorable. <laughs> um, but no, I've been good. I've deep cleaned my apartment maybe thirty five times. Um. Only thing I do now is take my dog for walks and then come home because COVID. Uh, but no, I've been good. I've been I've been creative. That was really dry of me. I've actually been very creative. I've written three songs. Um, mm. Right, and anyone that knows me, what's knows, the topic of the one you like the most? What's the title of it? The topic of the one you like the most. Um, it's about heart break in a sense um well it's about like this will give it away if i say that okay it's about essentially knowing something isn't for you anymore and Mm. choosing to leave and it's as sad as that sounds it's actually a bop um and for me this is like super revolutionary because i haven't written a song since um 2013 14 14 and then it was just like I helped someone write a chorus to a song that they were writing. Um, but anyone that knows me, knows me, knows I, I haven't written in forever. I used to write songs when I was in elementary school, there was like a whole thing that happened. And then I stopped writing because of what happened. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't really focus on my creative talents or gifts. I kind of tend to shun them. And this has kind of forced me to, um, 
tap into some of them. So I've been I've been trying to tap into the creative side of things. So that's that's really what I've been up to, trying to be creative and cleaning. I've been cooking and listen. I am a whole housewife. I ain't got no man. Mm, come on, domestic fish. I ain't got no man. But like, I have been cooking and cleaning and cooking and cleaning and cleaning and cooking <laughs> and cleaning. And cooking. <laughs> like that's all I've been doing. <laughs> that's awesome. A lot of my friends are really getting in their creative bags. Like my friend Hope, she's um, been painting. My friend Sam's been painting and. Funny enough, you said that you've been writing because I've been writing the last week, too. Oh, nice. I didn't even tell you yeah, this. Yeah, we didn't, we we didn't share this. No, I didn't tell you this. Um, I've been writing poetry and just like kind of just like small, small stories about like memories that, that, that are like coming back to me, things that I've been thinking about. Um, kind of like trying to just write out maybe happy moments or or and, and or traumatic experiences in, in a way that... Um, is I guess poetic. Mm. So it's that that's been really fun and you know, you know this, but I've been taking vocal lessons. Yes. And you sound so, good, friend. You sound good. Oh, thank you, friend. I appreciate it. Um and I've been I've been taking these vocal lessons just because it's it's something that I've always wanted to do and I'm preparing for something that I um that I'll like talk about later. But and so I'm just taking these lessons and it's been it's it's been a really um, it's been an interesting journey because you really get to like bring that inner child out again, like just having fun, you know, and it's, it's also something that's very like vulnerable it is. and it's, it's helping me like open up and show up in a new way for myself and be more authentic because singing, believe it or not, it's a very, it's all mental. It it's all like saying I can do this, but also once you get past the mental, then you really have to get into the spiritual and the heart part, like singing with your heart, trying to bring your your soul into right. it. And that's been really uh, just fun, like playing with that and, and really like getting getting to know myself, getting to know my voice in a new way, which is helping me, like, I think, be able to like really talk about some things in my journaling that are really personal and that I think are really helping me deal with the stresses and all of these like crazy times with you know, COVID-19. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I would that. And um, so this week, my get it together is, I don't have a get it together this week, you guys. <laughs> Why don't I have a get it together? Because I simply kind of just wanted to really go deeper into um, the journaling aspect. I think that um, as we're battling um, this virus that is, um, that seems to be like a silent killer, if you will. Um, recently, I've had three people um, pass away wow. that I was connected to, and um, it's it it was really it put me in a really negative space the other day. It really made me sad, um, and it also just made me really anxious and really fearful. And you know, I think. If I had to, if you know, the get it together this week is just going to be about protecting your energy once again and really protecting your space. Mm. Um, it's one thing to be, um, you know, conscientious, conscientious about what's happening and be mindful, um, but it's, but it's another thing to be fearful. And I'm just here to remind people that one thing that my best friend told me told me yesterday. He said, "Listen, best friend, you can't be fearful and be faithful at the same time. Mm. It's either you're going to be fearful or you're going to be faithful." 
And I'm choosing to be faithful while also being mindful of what's happening. And what that looks like in practice to me is saying, you know what, God, Buddha, Jehovah, whatever it is that you believe, you know, I'm trusting in you right now. I'm trusting that this is going to work out and that you're going to protect me. But also I'm going to ensure that I'm doubling up on, you know, staying in. If you if you can, you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm protecting my family. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm only going out for essential needs. You know, I'm going to do my part. And so I think um, as we if you're someone that's feeling anxious, if you're someone that's feeling a little out of it, a little sad, you know, definitely write it down. Write these feelings down because your feelings are valid. And I don't want you to look on social media and there's so many trolls trying to invalidate your feelings about this virus. There are so many people saying that, you know, it's not real or this and that, or, you know, people being cynical, but Hey, it is a real thing. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, and it's really easy to have, um, you know, pent up emotions and, and to feel really weird. And, and so your feelings are valid. What you're feeling is not fake. It's a real thing. And, you know, protect yourself, speak what you're feeling. The last thing we need to do right now is to stop communicating with people. When we stop talking, the world stops moving. And that we see what happened with the whole Corona thing. They were trying to silence people and we end up finding out super deep. That's how it spread. You know, (laughs) that's how it spread. Silence. And so with that being said, don't don't add to that. Talk to your friends about how you're feeling. Talk it out. Write it out. And uh, yeah, my get it together. Let's talk it out. Write it out. I love that. <laughs> that. That's some. That's some. Good, yeah. That's some real shit. That's some real shit. Yeah, it is some real shit. Um, my get it together for this week is similar to yours. It's about doing everything within your power to protect your space, um, and that's in all aspects. I feel like sometimes people especially when it comes to relationships they tend to not be able to just be honest with someone or or be honest with themselves even and i think we need to do a lot more of that express how you're really feeling how you're truly feeling um in layman in layman's terms put your dick on the table mm. okay don't be afraid to put your dick on the table because yeah. sometimes that's just what needs to be done so protect your, your peace, protect your space, um, and don't be afraid to end, end relationships or end friendships because um, sometimes people are in your life for a reason, a season, or to commit treason. I don't know, but that just rhymed. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my... <laughs> I love that treason. <laughs> that's, that's my get it together for this week. Protect your peace and your space. Beautiful. With that being said, you guys want to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Malik, and thanks for listening to Growing Up Gay. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to our show and share it with your friends and family and let them know that you love our show. Now let's get back into the episode. All right, so this week's Growing Up Gay, we're actually going to merge our On The Timeline um, and mm. Growing Up Gay this week. Um, if you're new to the show, on the timeline is a segment where we discuss things that are being discussed on the timeline, whether they be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Grinder. I was about to get into my T.S. Madison. T.S. Madison. I heard it. I heard it. Everyone of my bitches on Christian Migoya. 
question mingle. <laughs> Every time she does that, I die. <laughs> um, but no, it's where we discuss things that are happening on social media. And of course, if you haven't guessed by the name of the show, the Grown Up Gay segment is the main portion of the show where we discuss things that um, are affecting society. And we, of course, give the viewpoint of two men who have grown up gay. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that I wanted to tackle has kind of been lingering within the community for weeks now. And it's pretty ironic that Malik and I actually recorded an episode that was supposed to go up two weeks ago. And is it two weeks or three weeks ago? Uh, three, three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Um, it didn't go up for a myriad of reasons. Um, now I feel like it was faith, faith why it didn't go up. Because yeah. it's we addressed it um, in that episode. However... Like I said, it's been going on for weeks, so it keeps coming up. And that topic is desirability um, in the gay community. Desirability and fat phobia in the gay community, to be fully clear. Um, so I wanted to kind of have an in-depth discussion on this topic. Um, Malik and I can, and I can relate. Um, <laughs> we're gay. Yep. And we mm-hmm. are have both been fat. Um, yeah. I'm still gay fat, but, you know... I'm like regular in society, it, you know, and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pointing that out because I want to a give us con give context and also give us, um, give you all an idea of, of why we are, per- we're qualified sis. to talk right. about this. <laughs> and and yeah. I'm, and I was reiterating, reiterating the normal for myself, um, because there are different standards within the queer community. Um, Someone like I personally consider myself fat still, um, but I know other people don't, including fat people in the gay community. They would probably see me and say, girl, you're not fat. You just thick or you just, you know. Yeah, tall right, or, or something whatever the like case that. maybe is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there have been a few things that have been um, causing this discussion to happen. Um, a few weeks ago, when we initially discussed it, there was a young man that passed away by the name of I am Jay Cotty on Twitter. Um, may he rest in peace. Um, however, he mm. apparently had a um, how would I say this? He had an infamous Twitter account where he was known for saying things that are fat phobic, are transphobic, are femphobic, even. Um, so when he did pass, there were a lot of conversations being had because he was, you know, a part of the quote unquote popular girls of the gay black Twitter um, community. So you had people that, of course, there was a spectrum, right? There was a wide array of, mm-hmm. of, of, of emotions and feelings. You had some that were like, he's dead. Don't speak ill of the dead. Uh, then you had those that were like, hey, he was my friend. Be nice to my friend. Then you had other people that were like, well, bitch, he was also fat phobic and transphobic and femphobic. Um, so I can point that out because that's a part of his story, his legacy that he left for himself. Um, yes. And within that, there is uh, now there is a new topic, I, I should say. Um if you are even near social media, <laughs> you know what's called the Don't Rush Challenge. Um, thanks to TikTok, which can I just say, TikTok is fun. I was against it at first. I said, ooh, this is just some Generation Z Vine bullshit. But it's actually fun. And it is just Generation Z Vine, but it's fun. Um, I downloaded it the other day, and I have been tickled. 
Um. <laughs> Child, I downloaded it and I did the the um, savage the, the savage. Challenge. I learned it too. Sure did. <laughs> and you know, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun, and and I could see, I see why people are always on there because there's some a lot of it's it's really interactive and it's really immersed of of it's very immersive like all the stuff that you can do on yeah. there like all the features it's 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 interesting it is. it's it's a good time so um the don't rush challenge is a song um it's a afrobeat song god forgive i have the i've literally have the artist in my phone and i can't find it anyway where it's essentially where um you upgrade yourself as Beyonce would say you start out looking rough and then you there's been a myriad different a myriad of ways that you can do it right I've seen people that do knitting and they like put the knit in front of the camera screen and then when they take it back off they bad bitch uh we've seen the, the yeah. brush where you know the, the you start out looking rough and a do rag and you're brushing your beard and then you put the brush in your screen y'all get the point um yeah the makeup the makeup brush those ones. are my favorite we've seen it those all. are my favorite yeah um so uh, a young man by the name of uh, Just Denver. Um, he is the editor over at um, Love, Love B. B. Scott. Scott. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he decided to do a Don't Rush Challenge for the gay community. He wanted to showcase gay black love, which we love, right? We celebrate gay black love. We inject that shit in my veins. Okay, I love it. Yes. Um, and in doing so, he unintentionally started quite a, a discussion that has been going on now for the past three days. <laughs> um, well, we don't know if it was unintentional, but but uh, we do know. I, I'm I'm going to give him the full started. grace of saying that it was unintentional. Um, in okay. I'm, when I'm saying the discussion, like the the the, the usage, what it's what it's them, yes. that was completely. I, I I'm going to give him the grace and say that was unintentional. Um, Denver is a content creator. He does this uh, as a living along with his boyfriend. Um, so he knew what he was doing. He reached out to a few other gay black couples, popular gay black couples, I'll say. Um, and they created this video. Um, they're all very handsome, you know, in shape gentlemen. Beautiful video. I loved it when I saw it. I personally... Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I personally don't have an issue with it. I want to reiterate that because um, I don't want anyone to listen to what I'm saying and be offended by any of this. Um, Denver and I have been following each other on social media for a very long time now. Um, I ain't got no beef. But when I watched it, I said, ooh, this is going to cause a discussion. I saw it immediately because mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. something that's been boiling in the gay black community for the past three months heavily. It's really been simmering. And the conversation is not being had. What keeps happening are these uh, peppery moments of of shade and fury and and ferocity and vile, vicious like these angry these angry episodes keep happening where people are saying "see me" and other people are saying "fuck you." Um, yeah, <laughs> and it 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 led us to this topic, um, which, like I said, desirability and fat phobia in the gay community. I also do want to preface this by saying we were going to discuss this anyway, just because of our own feelings and emotions, things that were going on in our personal mm-hmm. lives, and also because yep. of an email that was sent to us, which um, I'm going to get to in this week's Spill It segment, because we actually have a Spill It this week. Um, so yeah, I wanted to start at the root, as they say in the South. Isn't that what y'all say? The root. The, we say the root to the right. Of so we're going to start at the root, right? 
Yeah. A lot of this is internalized trauma. And for gay men, especially gay black men, we don't discuss how early a lot of this this trauma starts, right? Um, Yeah. From the moment we realize we're different, and not only that are we different, but we don't see our difference, right? Nor do we see our difference celebrated. We see it shunned. We see it um, bashed, especially for those of us that were born prior to 2000. <laughs> if you were born night prior to 1995, I'll even specify. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to give grace and say 2000. Um we d- we didn't we didn't grow up in a society where we got to go to prom with our boyfriends. We didn't grow up in a society where we even saw people going to prom with their boyfriends. And by saw people, I mean prior to us having our own proms. You get what I'm saying? Um yeah. so there was especially as someone that is uh Caribbean, um homophobia is very rampant or was i'm gonna give grace was very rampant in the community we heard it in the music um boom bye bye nabati boy ed is literally the intro of a song which if you can't understand what i just said which you should it's english um essentially shoot you know kill shoot a shoot a gay man in the head is what that song says right um that's literally the intro to a song so for a lot of us we are, and that's one, and I think that's the thing we all share, right? That internalized trauma of being gay. Absolutely. <clears throat> it's, you know, earlier you and I were, you, you and I were talking and I was saying that, you know, we really have to really start having a conversation about just <clears throat> how, um, there's so many parallels so in many. the black experience, you know, and then in the queer experience mm-hmm. and how nuanced our existence is in that when we're talking about these issues of, um, black queer men being marginalized and then you know um that experience is also parallel to just the black experience before you even add on your queerness mm-hmm. like you know it's just a whole other intersection that and all the intersections you know, within your queerness are you fat yeah and then all the intersections with, within your queerness yeah and so at a young age um we start like you're saying understanding that oh we're already different and then there is no there isn't you know there's never a time where there's where that's championed. Right. And so I see a lot of, you know, just gay gay black men I think it's very natural for us to want to overcompensate and to always want Absolutely. to you, you know, make up for lost time and to prove ourselves, to prove our worth, to prove our value right. to to other people because, you know, for so you know, we we're it's a learned behavior that we're not valuable. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the the, the 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 repeating thing that's gonna keep being brought up here. Enough. Right? Enough. Are we yep. enough? Mm-hmm. Are we good yes. enough to be someone's boyfriend? Are we worthy enough to be someone's hookup? Are we mm-hmm. enough? Is your dick big enough? Is your ass fat enough? Um are you do you make enough money? Um <laughs> like are you popular enough? There's so many yeah. different um enough yeah (laughs) you know it's Mm -hmm. you know that that's what this the 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 kind of the the overarching point of this uh conversation Conversation is is, right so Mm -hmm. i wanted to start with the internalized trauma because i think a lot of what we're seeing here is internalized trauma right being triggered by people in in the the 
instance of the IMJ Cardi, you have your femme, trans, and fat people who have been told for the majority, if not all, and can, are continuously being told that they are not good enough, right? You are not woman enough if you're a trans woman. You are not man enough if you're masculine. You are not attractive enough if you're fat, right? Enough. There's mm-hmm. a lot of this mm-hmm. enough. And then in this um, Don't Rush Challenge, again, I think what started what started happening for a lot of people is feeling like, damn, I wasn't good enough to be even thought of in this video or, or included into in this video because every no one in the video looks like me. No one in the video expresses like me. They're all, you know, attractive, in great shape, masculine presenting, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I think that started to trigger a lot of people. And now that we can, and, and Malik, you and I had this discussion of whose responsibility is that? Yeah. Is it the responsibility of those that are triggered to say, hey, you're triggered by something that isn't intentional? Um so if you're going to address, let it go, no, not even let it go. If you're going to address it, address it from that viewpoint. Own, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Own yes, yes, your yes. part into where this plays, right? Own your part mm-hmm. into, into your own trigger, because you're you're you, the work that you probably haven't fully done, or the work that you've done but is, is resurfacing, um, is what's causing this trigger, right? Yeah. And it also should be the onus of those that are creating the content, or and I'm asking this, right? Uh, please feel free to respond. I'm not God. I, I, so I think honestly, although in each argument, there is a valid point, but ultimately, you know, I feel like whenever you're creating content, um, there is the best creators have a level of sensitivity and they have a level of, um, of vulnerability mm-hmm. and also they're not aloof people they're not people that are oblivious to the colors in the world and I think when you're creating content and you want to be a great creator a great director a great artist a great whatever you have to pull and include people into your work and I think that whenever you are include whenever you are creating work you have a responsibility at the end of the day to make sure that um that this work, represents your viewpoint as someone that has empathy for all and someone that has an interest um to really push things further Mm. i think when whenever art looks really singular i think it shows a lack of vision to a degree um simply because of the fact that it's like how could you think this is everyone how could you you know how could your eye only see this type of person this type of thing when i first saw the video i i knew i knew immediately oh wow all these guys are really attractive all these guys have you know gym bodies all these guys you know these these are men that have privilege these are men that have access and i think whenever it's okay to have privilege. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't use your privilege to get that job mm-hmm. or that you shouldn't, you know, use that privilege to get You're the not waiter, wrong you know, because you have privilege. To give you, to give you a drink. You're not wrong for that. You're not wrong. But there is a level of awareness that you have to have where, you know, you say, hey, I realize that because I look this way or because I have this upper hand in, in this, um, in this area that, the, the playing field is uneven to a degree. 
And you also have to be able to reconcile your ego. And you have to be able to let go of the fact that, oh, I do have this power. And I understand how if I yield it in a way that continues to marginalize and trigger people. And here's the thing. People will always be triggered by something. Always. <laughs> but, it also, but, 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 it all, but, but it definitely matters in the way you respond, mm-hmm. in the way you in intention. deliver the information. You know, is I feel like, you know, when there's an attempt, you know there's an attempt. Mm-hmm. When there's no attempt, Absolutely. you can tell there's no attempt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that was that's a great point that you made. Um, and I kind of want to go back to um, the part of the onus that the, the creative has to take heavy is the head that wears the crown right yes that's that's the saying and i think if you want to be a content creator and you want to be a good content creator you have to mm-hmm. think about the content that you're creating and be mindful of who it applies to who it could reach um and what you want those people to see right um, I think, and, and I'm going to be very, very honest here. Like I said, when I first watched the video, I, I, like I said, I don't have an, a personal issue with it because it wasn't like there was a casting call held for gays that are in relationships and Denver and co, I don't know who assisted him with the cur- curation of the video. That's not me being, um, snide. I just genuinely don't know if he did it all by himself or if it was him, his boyfriend or his boyfriend and his bro. It, it could be a lot of people, right? So I'm just clarifying here. I don't, that wasn't the case. (laughs) They didn't have a casting call for all gays to come out and then, you know, turn their nose up at everyone that didn't look like them, right? Um, But this was a mindful project, which means one of two things, right? When you're uh, curating this piece, you either A, didn't even think of people that weren't, that not weren't, that you either didn't think of people that didn't, look the way these people look or you didn't or you did think of them and then say look i don't want to include those people right and you, because of x because reason. of xyz right and Malik, yeah. you and i had mm-hmm. this discussion earlier and you made uh you brought up a really good point with um the should should creators um always alter the art that they want to create to fit other people right should they continuously change their mold to concern everyone else or should they just authentically create what they wanted to create and i wanted to uh, revert back to that because i feel like in this situation in, in any situation you should authentically create what you want to create and i i mentioned girls I don't know if y'all well y'all have to be familiar with lena dunham <laughs> and girls right it was one of those shows that I was really into the first season. And after about the fifth episode, I realized there's no black people in the show. Mm-hmm. There's not like not even in the background. And this is a show that takes place in New York. <laughs> it's not even the extra, like not even the extras. And like, it's a show that took places that took place in New York and it's supposed to be like Brooklyn. And like, it's like, how can you be in New York and there's no black people? There's no Asian people. There's no Latin people. There's like, there's no one. (laughs) It's just white people. And I remember going on Twitter when this first happened and this speaks to visibility, right? We, 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 we touched on, on trauma, right? I want to really touch on visibility because 
you made a really good point earlier, like you, like I was saying about authenticity in your art. And like I said, when I was watching Girls, I was like, huh, let me go to Twitter and not even tweet about it. Like, let me just be mindful. Let me look. Because that's one thing about me. I always tell people I don't lose arguments because I don't discuss things that I'm not mindful like, you know what I mean? Like, I do the research. I think about it before I go into it. I don't just speak. I don't just jump off of a, of a ledge, right? I don't go based <laughs> purely on emotion because I'm a petty Scorpio that likes to win. <laughs> so because I like to win, I like to make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Although I'm always open to being wrong. Correct me, please. I love it. Um, And girls, when I, started, when I went and looked, I was like, okay, so I'm not tripping. Other people are having the same conversation about um, the lack of color, in the show, right? And there were there was fury and firestorm, and there were this wasn't necessarily cancel culture yet, so people weren't saying to cancel her. It was just kind of like more of a black people shouldn't watch this show because it's not created for us, right? It's not created with us in mind. And I saw a really good comment from a person that was like, um, the reality of it is this is her experience. Mm-hmm. Her experience does not have to include your experience. And when I was when I read the comment, I was like, that's some real shit. Like yeah. as as uh, ignorant or as um, daft as that may seem. That's some real shit, because if I was if someone came to me right now and said, hey, Vaughn, we want to make a story about your boring ass life. Um, especially right now, like we want to capture your New York journey. What would that look like? I can tell y'all that white people would not be in that story outside of when I was at work. I don't have white friends. <laughs> not <Yeah>. purposely, <laughs> but I just, I don't have white friends. So if I was going to curate a story about my life, I wouldn't feel the need to give myself a white friend and then give myself an Asian friend and then give myself an Indian friend and then give my, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't feel the need to yeah. do that because it's not authentic to my art. It would be muddying my story, right? And I want to, the reason why I, I brought this up is because I really want to touch on visibility, right? Because again, this is something that the Don't Rush Challenge was doing. And it did it, in one scope, it did it really well, right? Because we, and you guys can go back, if you're not an avid listener of the show, I have begged and pleaded to see more gay black men in love in healthy situations. I have talked yes, about we that. Have. We have talked about that countlessly on this show. Which is why for me, when I saw the video, I was like, oh, yay, yes. Yes, yes. yes. That was my that was my initial reaction. Two, like, oh, my God, yes. They're seeing this. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, like there's then, black men, yeah. and then, oh, my God, they're not all very light. Like, we have some chocolate in there. Like, it's, yes, there's no white men. You know what I mean? Like, because the only other times we get to see gay black men in relationships, and let's call it a thing a thing here, they're either with a white or Asian man. Yeah. Mainstream media never shows us two black gay men, whatever kind of black. I don't give a damn if it's a quarter black and full and 100% straight out of Africa or it's, you know, two light skinned. We never see two gay black men in love, which is why for me, when I saw this, this video, I was like, thank God I, I stand. This and then there's people in the video that I'm uh, very familiar with, people that I've been following uh, online for years that I have a lot of respect for. So I was like, ah, yes, right. And then, like I said, the other part of me hit where I said, ooh, not but, not all of us look like that. 
Most of us. Most of us don't look like that. Most of us. (laughs) Let's be clear. When I'm in Atlanta and it's a Sunday and it's a summertime and I'm going through, most of the people that are out there don't look like that. And that's not. Let's get what she would say. Mm-hmm. To look like that, it takes work if you don't just naturally sure have does. it. Sure does. Sure does. Okay? It takes work. And it takes resources and it takes privilege. Vaughn talked about Vaughn talked about it earlier. Both of us have lived in fat bodies. Mm-hmm. I was 250 pounds and I'm Mention five Mention your nine. height. There you go. And I'm and I'm five nine. Okay? I had a belly. I had a, a big like here's the thing. My doctor told me that I was pre-hypertension. That's what I'm talking about, being fat and being out of shape and undesirable to just generally. Mm-hmm. And so I can see this from, a, from from so many lenses because I'm someone that worked really hard to get my body in that way to be aesthetically pleasing. I'm someone that has invested thousands of dollars into having skin procedures to have that flawless skin that I saw on Instagram that I saw all the other gays have, you know, so I'm so, so I know what it looks like on one side to feel like that's what I need to do. Okay. And so I understand when you see those images, they affirm that I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. They, They affirm that, oh, no one in this video looks like me. And my fat, black, bad skin body. So this is what I need to do to be to get in videos to have love. Because right. this is the only way black gay love is celebrated. And that's not true. But when those are the videos and the images that go viral, it affirms that for a lot of us. And when, and when we talk about, yeah, making art that's authentic to you. But again, the aloofness comes back into play. Why are you so oblivious to the world why are you so oblivious because it's your privilege it's the privilege that you have that you continue to walk around with and maybe you're someone that hasn't reconciled your ego yet but i think that again you have a responsibility because earlier you said heavy is who wears the crown and if you want to be out there and you know be the editor-in-chief of b scott or to be the ceo of um, who I think does a great job at this of um, Native Black Sun. Um, I think they do a great job at showing a diverse, um, a diverse group of what Black queer men look like. Um, I can't I can't remember who heads up Native Sun, but I don't either. Um, uh, he was the editor in chief over at Vibe. Oh, um, I forgot his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's. That is a great social channel and a great collective that I that I think about that does a really good job at just um, you know highlighting you know a rainbow of what it means to be black and queer and what it looks to be black and queer and I just felt I, I, and I just think that you know although the intent is to uplift and to promote and that's what you and I saw oh my god yes yes look at us look at us look at us we're being seen we're being seen but then I had to take a step back and say hmm. Who's being seen and, and, you know, and why, and, and, and how, and and how can we continue to, you know, have these conversations in a way that actually push it further so that, you know, we can see more. 
Absolutely. Um, and I want to I want to touch on and I just want to read. Oh, and, and last thing. Last go thing. Ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's nothing wrong with wanting to do things to look a certain way. But the, what you have to ask yourself is, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. It's the why behind it. Yeah. I had to get clear about why I wanted to lose weight and why I wanted to, um, you know, to have skin procedures and do these things to make myself look, look a certain way. And now that I'm getting clear about what my why is, and it's not attached to um, not feeling enough, it's because it's what I want to do because of whatever reason, you know, the why matters, the intent matters. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to be very clear. If you, if you want to lose weight, if you want to get your skin done, if you want to do all these things, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And I also, I, I want to reiterate two things. One, this is not an attack on anyone, including Denver. Um, I, Cause I don't, when you were talking, I could hear somebody taking that as like a, you know, like an attack on someone as far as the whole, if you want to be da da da. Just want to reiterate that. Um, oh no, it's not an attack on him at all. Yeah. It's it's more so. It's more so just um, an it's observation. Holding, uh, right. And, thank you. Yeah, it's more so just just an observation of the fact that um, sometimes, and I've done this. You know, before I before I quit my corporate job, I managed millions of dollars at a fortune 100 company there's a lot of privilege that's there and mm-hmm. sometimes when you are privileged um you forget certain things you 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 get this air and i'm not saying he has that i'm speaking about myself so and you know you you forget that oh my god there are a whole bunch of people that i have to consider how this decision is going to make them feel how how how, how 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 you know if i roll out these price increases how is it going to affect these millions of customers right. that's power and that's privilege that i have to decide their fate how they you know how they consume this information and so i just think that sometimes it's really easy to you know to forget mhm that's all i'm saying right um Thank you, friend. And also, I want to touch on the the um, the work that comes with fitting into this right desirable lens, right? Um, like you mentioned, we both. I'm still fat, um, but I went from <laughs> <laughs> I went from being 305 pounds to being at my smallest. I was 208, right? I've put on yeah. some weight since then because life. Oh. Um, I'm not at my slimmest right now, but I'm I'm still down eighty something pounds. Um, so so I've lost I've lost in total I've lost eighty pounds too. Yeah, right now since I'm, I started losing weight. Yeah, right now I'm down eighty like four pounds. In the lowest I've ever been was down a um, hundred pounds. Um, but the point I, what the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm not one of those people, and I've 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 shied away, and I'm a, I'm a hold myself accountable here i've shied away from looking um like an asshole by not sharing v- certain viewpoints on social media and on here because i've not wanted to offend people right Absolutely. i'm not i'm not one of those people that's like oh my god you gym gaze you're disgusting how can you not fuck someone because they're fat you just want to hook up with bodies that look like yours yes <laughs> they do they want to look hook up with listen if i go to the gym five or six days a week and i eat 2100 calories and make sure that i drink majority water and i you know get my listen if i work for it 
And I only want to entertain men that also work for it or those that are just genetically blessed and happen to look like that with very minimal effort. That's my choice. You can call me shallow. You can you can call me whatever the case may be is. You do not have any agency over my body and what I do with it. You cannot tell me that you you have rights to my dick, my ass, whatever it may be, just because you're attracted to me, right? I don't have to be attracted to you. And yes, we can we can delve into how that comes from fat phobia or femme phobia or any of the phobias, right? That's a separate conversation. I just want to reiterate, I'm not one of those people, right? I don't tell people what to do with their bodies or who they should date, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, because it does take work to look like that. And if yes. you only want to fuck with people that put in that same level of effort to maintain to also look like that, then that is your choice and that That's is your on privilege. You. That is a but privilege. But baby, I know earned. that after I done sat up in that chair... For hours and hours and didn't and worked out that gym and ran and did all that shit. Right. Bitch, I'm sorry. You you wasn't with me shooting the gym. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. 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 And also, let me let me caveat again, because again, nuance. If you're one of those gym gays that you don't fuck with fat bodies only in public, but you do when it's two AM and you're mm. on grinder, yep. you're causing your own problems, sis. Can't help you there. Because then <laughs> you you need that's that's on you. I'm not I'm not talking about those those men, right? I'm talking about the others. Um but back to the topic at hand because I feel like we're straying. <laughs> Visibility. This is something that I really want to touch on because I one of the 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 things that I kept seeing in regard to this don't touch don't rush challenge and even in regard to the whole fat phobia topic in general is if you want to see it, create it. Right? If if you want to seat at this table come sit down right i'm not holding the chairs or if if you know it's your fault you you feel fat and ugly or you feel what you are is fat and ugly um because you're not putting it out there right that's that's one of the things i kept seeing like if you essentially if you want to be seen create the videos right the reality is they can do that but it won't hit the same period it now, won't now what's the why what's the why why won't it hit the same it won't hit the same because society has told us that they're not desirable period society has told us that nobody wants to see this you're not gonna get the same level of likes and let's be very clear here because i know someone is, is getting ready to type up well there were fat when black women that they created their don't rush challenge yes you know why because fat black women have been advocating for themselves for years yes Mm -hmm. monique built a brand off of it yes advocating for the fat black woman and what we're seeing now is fat gay black men advocating for themselves and it's different and they're and they're being radical and, and they are. And if you want change, we have to be radical. And it's going to yes. ruffle some fucking feathers. And I'm sorry yes. that because fat black men and, 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 and other black men that are conscious and actually give a fuck are ruffling your privilege right now. I'm sorry that they're trying to stump out the privilege that you have and say that, no, you don't want to see this. It's systemic. It's literally ingrained in our heads that this is what it looks like. If it's not this, it's not right. You don't matter. 
and you you know and 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 to your point i think social media really has a lot of us in in this really nuanced place of feeling like oh well you can just put it on instagram and it'll go viral or or right. or you know we want to see that nigga please you know what you look at on Instagram. You know what you're clicking <laughs> on. You know yeah. what you know what's going viral. Like people really kill me. And, he, and you know how you know because Instagram tells on you with something that's called an explore page. That's it. It tells you. It tells you what's hot. It tells you what's viral on the explore page, and yeah. which is driven by impressions of what other people are looking at. Right. And and the and I think for me back again to to visibility i think for me when i was having this discussion online the thing that kept blowing my mind was people being so genuine and that's the thing here i think a lot of this is genuine i don't think it's um this malicious um choice right to 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 not see right i think people just genuinely aren't used to 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 seeing but i feel like the thing that frustrated me the most about it is peop- those people not being able to st- take a step back, like you were saying earlier, and say, huh, Victoria's Secret told trans, black, and fat women that they weren't a part of, their, of, of, of the fantasy, right? And their company tanked. Fenty, Savage by Fenty is storming because they show all bodies, all uh, uh, gender identities. They, they, they have a range, right? Hmm. Fenty Beauty came out, and I, I'm not just using Rihanna because that's my girl. I'm using someone that has disrupted disrupted uh, beauty in society, right? Fenty Beauty came out with an array of colors, and we saw black women celebrate that moment. We saw women of color, not even just black women, because there's uh, Indian women, there's Latin women that all fall in this scope of color, Right. And they were able to finally get a shade that rep- that looked like them, something that matched them, that represented them. They didn't have to be two shades lighter. They didn't have to use eyeshadow or break continuously break up um, um, the 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 liner, lip liner, or or eye- eyebrow marker to, to make a darker color. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we we saw those moments happen. We've seen Black Lives Matter, Oscar is so white. We've seen a continuous demand for people to be seen right Mm -hmm. and that's at the end of the day what this is people that are saying hey we want to be seen right and the reason why i'm discussing this under visibility is because again privilege there could have been not even in the video because I'm not talking about the video. The discussion is what I'm more so focused on because, like I said, the video, in my personal opinion, wasn't done to harm or create malice. It was, I think, just genuinely done. Like, hey, we want to create a, a video. Let's get all the other popular gay black couples that we continuously see on our timeline, and let's everyone rally with each other and create this great moment. However. What came after that was a very vicious discussion. And that is where I would have loved to see empathy and I would have loved for for someone to just admit like, oh, you guys don't feel seen. I get that. I respect that. I didn't intentionally choose not to see you. But what I am going to do now in this discussion is see you. Let you know that you are seen and that 
I want you to celebrate yourself. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Visibility. Visibility. You have that privilege. You have to the same way Rihanna, a uh, a slim, light skinned, gorgeous woman chose to amplify bodies that didn't look like her, skin tones that didn't look like her, um, uh, sexual identities that, that didn't align with her. She used her privilege as a wealthy, gorgeous, slim woman to amplify the complete opposite of herself. Yeah, and that From takes a, a, and that gaze, takes that a big a level of just, you know, of, of, of introspection to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out. Shout out to that. Um, we're not done. <laughs> I still shout out. <laughs> we're almost we're, we promise you we're almost done. because uh, I know there's some people that are like, ugh. Um one of the, the, the few things that I wanted to, to touch on, and this is just on a personal level, um, I really want people when they're utilizing social media to realize that sometimes the people that they're talking about or talking down about is also the people that they claim to consider friends. Mm. Um, the people that they claim to fuck with, the people who they retweet all the time, the people that they, um, that the people that support them even, right? I think I saw a lot of, because what happens is, right, you have the attractive people that kind of fit into some realm of 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 uh the privilege that are like flippant and are also very oh fuck you just create your own challenge right and then you have the people that fall into the marginalized that don't want to disrupt <laughs> the relationship that they've created with people that are privileged so they are either silent or they're also flippant um and or they 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 uh in they make it about their, they make their relationship kind of the blanket for how that person or those people treat everyone. Well, they're nice to me. Okay. Yep. You're one person. Yep. You're one person. Again, you are one person. And just because they tolerate you in their space or they've allowed you in their space doesn't mean the feelings of everyone else is invalid and it also doesn't mean the things that other it also doesn't mean that you also can't see the viewpoint of of those other people because i know you do (laughs) you see it you don't want to discuss it you don't want to touch it because you're afraid of the discussion but it's there yeah do you think that continues to perpetuate the experience of that this is a standard of beauty when people know it's there, they see it's there, but but they just are silent. Do you think that makes them complicit? Oh, absolutely. If if just and I always tell people, if you are if you happen to be a part of a marginalized sector, especially a double or triple marginalized section sector, if you simply step outside of the one place where you have privilege you'll be able to see what other people are talking about. If GLAAD created a Don't Rush Challenge to celebrate gay love, and the only people in their GLAAD video was were white, this would be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. 
let's call a thing a thing here. If that if they had done that, there would have been pitchforks up and out. Yeah. If um any 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 community would have would have done something similar and excluded others it's in any like i said in any case if it's about when it's queer when it's for instance right if who is a rap if nipsey hustle was still alive right and he did a don't rush challenge to show black love and showed every kind of black love except for queer black love people would have had questions and you know how i know they would have had questions because y'all have been having questions and he's been dead forever yeah not forever for a year plus right and it's 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 always baffles me that people can't just be like okay let me look through someone else's lenses for a second and see if i can at least reason with them and then let me step out of my pride and out of my privilege and and just be human and have empathy for others and their experiences what they've gone through what they're still going through. And let me just let them know that I see you. Because at the end of the day, like I said before, people just want to be seen. Everyone just wants to be seen. That's something working in hospitality has taught me. People want to be seen. They want to be valuable, seen as valuable on top of that. And they want to be respected across the board. Regardless of, of whether you're disabled, whether you have a different gender identity, whether you um, are of a different sexual orientation, of a different color, uh, whether you have a, a, um, a disease, whatever the case may be is an illness. Everyone just wants to be seen, see, seen, valued and respected. And I feel like we as a community, especially as gay black men, I feel like we all understand what it what it feels like to be told that you're not enough by society because we're gay. We we understand what it's what it is to feel attacked or marginalized because we see it from like when gay black when straight black men say homophobic things, then we can rally and say, "Oh, you want to wear our designs, you want to do this da, da, da. or when 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 straight black women are extremely homophobic then we can all rally together and say how dare you you want us as stylists you want us as this but you don't want us as sons da, da, da. so if that's happening to you now when you're creating or you're doing something in whatever aspect whether you're creating clothes for queer people but you're only creating them up to a size large <laughs> or you're creating clo- uh or you're doing something for the, the queer community but you're not including um people that aren't cis gender then like you know what i mean like there's just and we see it all the time with with trans women how trans women get get um they're often kind of sacrificed or kicked out or excluded from from all types of of society yeah and we can rally behind or well we should be rallying behind them and, and supporting them it's it's the same thing like at the end of the day, because I don't want to keep talking in circles and just g- making this longer than it needs to be. But I just want us to, A, be more empathet- empathetic with one another. B, be more respectful to each other. Because we we all understand what it feels like to just want to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. We all understand that. And I just, maybe because I'm an empath and I'm a simp, 
or whatever the case may be is. But like, I just want us to always support us because if we don't have each other, who do we have? Nothing. Wow. Because you want those gay, fat, black men to support your endeavors. You want them at your shows. You want them to buy your products. You want them to to, to add to your numbers. You want you want them there. So don't treat us this the the same way white people treat black people, or the same way um, cisgender people treat homosexual people, where you tolerate us but you don't support us. Because I tell people this all the time: if you don't fuck with one hundred percent of me, then I don't fuck with one percent of you. Mm. I agree. And that's and that's where I'm gonna leave it. So with that being said, friend, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, check your ego, reconcile your feelings, reconcile your privilege, do your part. And with that being said, um, <laughs> my lisp jumped out. With that being said, we're gonna take a quick little. <laughs> I said, with that being said, um, no, but with that being said, we're gonna take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. What up, y'all? It's Vaughn. Hope you all are enjoying the episode thus far. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the podcast, or you have a question, or if you need some advice in regard to something, please feel free to reach out to us at Vaughn at GrownUpGay.com, Malik at GrownUpGay.com, or GrownUpGay at gmail.com. If you have any questions in regard to those uh, addresses, please feel free to check the down bar below. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, so we are back, not with On the Timeline, but with Spill It. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, or if you just you haven't listened in a while, the Spill It segment is where we answer um, emails, or we answer DMs, or questions that are sent to us by fans of the show, um, and they simply have some questions for us, whether that's personal, whether it's professional, if you want to ask us about our weight loss journeys, you know. How did we lose 90 pounds here and 80 pounds there? How did we, um, you know, I don't know. Whatever you want to ask us. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us. The information is in the down box below. Um, and again, I want to reiterate that this email is actually where a lot of the stem, the, the topic for this show stems from. This wasn't something that we're doing out of malice. We were going to have this discussion anyway. Um, we actually had it already, like I said, in the episode that got deleted. But there was a gentleman that sent us an email, um, and I'm going to keep him completely anonymous. Um, it says, hi, Vaughn. My name is Blank. I'm a 26-year-old um, guy in New York City. Um, I found you guys on Spotify. Really awesome content. Uh, love how honest and frank you all are. And I finally found the courage to ask the question. Now, I'm going to preface it and say this is a little much as I read and explain everything that happens, just bear with me. <laughs> uh, due to my religious beliefs, I do not and cannot engage in premarital activity with a partner, um, which happens to be my, well, I'm sorry, it says, which my preferred choice is male. Since that should be reserved for my spouse to be, being the case, my self-consciousness about when that time come has flared up. I'm super, I'm super self-conscious, particularly about my sexual orientation and my male organs. I see a lot of body and um, 
body politics in the gay community. And when I do watch gay porn, I tend to notice a certain type of man. And I wonder if I'm good enough. I've been battling with this thought for honestly years now. And the reason why I decided to come with you is because, well, it's anonymous. <laughs> um, so it says, but where is I just lost myself? Oh, it says, if you mind, can I send you a picture <laughs> and simply let me know whether or not I would be good enough? This is coming from someone who doesn't even masturbate much or hasn't explored the area much simply because of my religious beliefs. Please let me know if that'll be okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I said, hi, blank. Thank you so much for writing in. This is a particularly interesting question topic. Um, if you're okay with sending in a picture, then be my guest. That person sends in pictures. Now, <laughs> they sent me four pictures of their, yes, their private part. So, I could let them know whether or not it was substantial enough <laughs> for... <laughs> Porn. Not porn, I'm sorry, for, for sex. Um, this sounds wild. I promise to God I'm not lying. I did not make this up. This legitimately happened. Um, but the reason why I wanted to discuss this is because I feel like it goes back into the topic of enough, right? That we just had. Um, and this is something that I think is a very real, right? Is your dick big enough? Is my ass fat enough? Um Am I good enough in bed? Um, these are things and questions that I think people ask themselves as they are growing up, right? As you are exploring, as you are learning how to utilize the tools that you have. Look at me being adult. Um, and I think, again, because the community can often be so hyper-masculine, and hypersexual in a particular way. Uh, like for instance, the majority of black men in a lot of porns tend to fit this kind of aggressive, masculine thug with a big ass dick and not much sense, right? Yeah. Um, it's the, he broke into my apartment and, and we, you know what I mean? It's the, it's the, um, even, even in the like, on like my vidster, I have to say, you niggas are weird. <laughs> to put it out there a lot of the captions that i read i'm always like or the, the titles i read i'm always like so this is what you wanted to fantasize about like the whole my stepbrother or the my father or the right the i'm always like niece daughter sis friend um why <laughs> right but that's another story for another time, another discussion. Um, my response to this person questioning whether or not they were enough was very honest. Um, I simply said to them, this is something that I can't answer for you because we do not engage in sexual orientation. There are people out there who only want to sleep with 10 inch dicks. Yeah, period. That is their right. Listen, Trina said it in a song and I looked at Trina being like, ma'am. You only want 10 inches or bigger. That's all she want. Right? But you have that right. If you only want to fuck with niggas that have big dicks, 
Listen, sis, more power to you. Work all the inches. If you prefer average size penises, more power to you, sis. Keep them walls intact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But isn't it interesting that the niggas who be wanting the big dicks, like the big 10, 10 inch and 12 inch dicks, the niggas who got the big dicks don't even be wanting them. They want the niggas who got the small holes. They want to ram it down, beat it down, break it down, bust it open. You know, it's like, damn. Yeah, um, yeah. listen, nuance. Nuance. Yeah. All of these things are very, very nuanced. Um, that's one thing about the, the gay community that I can say. Sex is, is something that I've watched viewpoints on change so much over the years. I remember when I was a young gay, you know, when I first got on Twitter, the ideal top didn't even look at a penis. The ideal top, like, I'll never forget, there was a conversation (laughs) on Twitter about, oh, if your top sucks your dick, he's really a bottom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, mind you, this was like 10 years ago. So I remember that being like the genuine thought process of like, if your man is a top, he's the man in the relationship. He's not supposed to be feminine. He's not supposed to he don't suck, suck dick. dick. Yeah. He don't, he doesn't want his ass ate. He, he only pays. Is, <laughs> he pays for dinner. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we've, we, we've had this because, and understandably so, right? Because we're still being gay in, in 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 society and in everyday in an everyday viewpoint at least is relatively new. Mm-hmm. Being able to live and explore, and I also discuss this all the time. We never got the chance to date when we were young. We never had like our first crush at like thirteen, or at least we couldn't say we had a first Ex- express crush, it. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? We couldn't express it. We we didn't get to go to proms with our boyfriends. We never got to lose our virginity on prom night like a lot of the girls do. We now some of y'all were fucking in high school and that's a whole nother discussion and a whole nother time and you're right. Do all that you want to do with people in your age range and consent, hopefully. I was out but, today at a park and really quickly mm-hmm. out, out in and um th- th- there was like a family they were out having field day and this little boy who's maybe four or five years old, he 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 picked up a little a little plastic purse and put it mm-hmm. on his arm and his dad went the fuck off on him. He was like, put that motherfucking purse, bro, I'll beat your ass like that. Like just went completely off. Wow. Mind you, they were like just kids playing, you know. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like the boy picked up the purse and the daddy went off. And you would think that like in twenty twenty there's a little bit of like progression, which there is. No. But yeah, there it also is. just shows it also just shows you, however, much like anything else, with progression, there's also a lot of people that are just simply steeped in their viewpoints and their yeah. standards. Yeah. Um, but back to our friend that sent us this email. I want people to understand that when it comes to sex, it's not about being good enough for everybody, it's about being good enough for the right person. Mm. And you don't have to do anything but be you for the right person. When that person comes along in your life, you will know because they will reaffirm those things. Um, and and let's be very real. If you are, if you've never, if your first if your first foray into homo in, into the uh, gay sex is joining something like Grinder, <laughs> it can be traumatic, right? Because it's very transactional. 
People don't care about you. They care about what you possess and what you can do for them, right? It It's very, hey, send your pictures, yes or no, right? And for someone like our friend that sent in this email, I can understand the apprehension. I can understand the fear because if you don't look like what you again visibility if you don't look like what you've been seeing you can genuinely question whether or not you're good enough and here's the thing and miss gia always says this i ain't for everybody Mm. and i think once you understand that you aren't for everybody but you are for who you are for. And sometimes you will be super surprised by who you are for. <laughs> because sometimes you will think, ain't no, ain't listen, all types of Aretha Franklin, ain't no way. <laughs> right. That I'm pulling that. And then you pull it. You be like, shit, okay. You be like, shit. I didn't like, know. I didn't, I didn't know I could do that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't know that was going to work. That that was going to happen. But like I said, you will be surprised by who you are for. What you need to do is be enough for yourself. First. And that's where this all stems from. You have to be proud of who you are no matter what that looks, feels, or is built like. You have to love you first. Yeah. So if you have any apprehension in regard to whether you're good enough in the sexual realm, some of us know we we know what we can do. You know what I mean? Listen, (laughs) baby, I have not had no complaints, and I don't do no complaints. (laughs) Listen, okay. Um, Some of us know that, right? Some of us don't. And if you don't, it's fine. But what you have to do is you have to get there. And only you, unfortunately, can get you there. It's it's one of those things. That's one of the cruel things about life, right? <laughs> like, you can feel like you don't have enough to get to the top of that hill, but you'll never know until you start climbing. Mm, you never and know you sometimes, try. listen, and sometimes you might think that shovel is too small to dig the hole, but baby girl, before you know it, the hole is dug. So... Don't question whether or not you're good enough for everybody else. Just make sure you're good enough for you. Yeah. Make sure. And here's the thing, you guys. I know upbringing is something that I struggle with. You know, I personally struggle with, you know, just growing up with, you know, and we've discussed it a million times about having fathers that were not um, emotional and caring and giving and nurturing in a way that could really teach us that hey we are valuable black men despite our sexuality i didn't have Mm -hmm. that and so it took me a really long time i'm still learning that there are a lot of queer men that are still struggling because they never got that nurturing that they needed to Mm -hmm. to to begin to teach them to to combat when someone tells them i'm not enough you know there are you know our cisgender some of our cisgender counterparts, they get that. They get mm-hmm. that coaching at a young age where someone's telling them, Hey, when you are faced That's a great point when me. you are faced with adversity, keep going. You mm-hmm. know, they get that. And unfortunately, a lot of queer men 
don't ever get that training or those opportunities for coaching when someone can say, hey, no, you can do this. Keep going up that hill. You can make it to the top. Oftentimes, when we're going up the hill, we get say, you know, we we get, you know, we get, oh, no, your voice is this or you're to this or you're to that or no. Why are you climbing the hill like that? Why are you climbing the hill like that? <laughs> what is that about? You think right. you this, you think you that. So before you even get an opportunity to, um, to again, uh, to, to do the attempt, you're already doubting yourself. And so, right. um, again, to the man that's writing in, um, it's okay to have those feelings of doubt. It's okay to have those feelings of feeling like I can't do it. That those feelings of, 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 of uh, unfortunately, those feelings of worthlessness, we have to hold near and dear to us so we can understand mm-hmm. what it feels like to hit the bottom so that we, so that when we do begin to take that climb and the climb again, I want to affirm him is sending the email. That's a part of the yes. climb. The climb Absolutely. is saying, you know what? I'm struggling. This morning, I called Vaughn. I said, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard fucking time with life right now. And that was a part of my, that's a part of the, the hill that I'm climbing, the journey with sharing with my friends and saying, hey, I need some support around this. And um, that's how we learn to love ourselves. That's how we learn that we're not mm-hmm. in this alone. Yeah. And so I think. That's how you, that's how you build your armor. That's how you build your armor. Amen. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, I know it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been weird. A lot. Yeah, it's it's getting weird. It's getting weird. But no, no, it's getting it's getting real. It's getting real. <laughs> it's getting real. It really, really is. And I again, I want to reiterate this episode is not an attack on anyone. It's simply um, an outlook. An observation. It's, it's, yep. it's an observation of the community because. I've been the fat black gay that didn't feel good enough. Still battle with it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I've also been the privileged gay in a room. And I've also, again, turned around and been like, what the fuck? When did I get privileged? Yes. And <laughs> you know gagged. what I mean? Yeah. I've been gagged by my own privilege. You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely know what it's like to be seen as the uh, attractive whatever that's supposed to mean, because anyone that knows me knows, I say it all the time, I stand strong in my average lookingness. I love it. Uh, You know what I mean? Medium ugly team over here. But I've had (laughs) other people that say, you're not medium ugly. You're not unattractive. You're actually very attractive. Or, I gas myself. But, you know what I mean? You are attractive, right? And that comes with privilege. I've had people say, well, no, you don't really understand because you're not fat. And then I got to remind them that, like, hey, sis, A, yes, I'm still kind of fat. B, for the gym gaze, I'm still very fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I, and which is why I said I can understand why, under, I can understand why, like, this privilege that you have is all of a sudden something you weren't necessarily thinking about or not something you didn't realize you were wielding. But if someone points it out, you should, I just want everyone to know, if someone points it out, it's okay to st- take a step back and not immediately defend ourselves yes. because that's what we want to do. Yes. But maybe sit in that for a second mm-hmm. and feel it. Hey Amen. Yeah. 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 So I love you all. I want us to love each other, be very empathetic with one another. And, you know, 
if somebody is just a hating ass bitch and you feel like it has nothing to do with fat phobia or any of these things and they are just a miserable um, person. Also, can I just say really quickly? I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to be ending. Um, no shade, but if you are trying to combat something like fat phobia, you probably shouldn't be discriminating against people or like pointing out someone else's quote unquote flaw. Because if your flaw, quote unquote, is fat, talking about someone that has bad skin or bad teeth or something is also very daft. Like, read the room, sis. Mm. Just want to point that out. Mm. You can't tell me you're drowning and I hand you a life raft. And they like, oh, I don't person, want it, bitch. Not even, not even, not even that. If you can't tell me you're drowning, I hand you a life raft. But then you see somebody drowning, and you don't want to hand them a life raft. Oh, you you just want to let them drown. Oh, but see, that's but again. I'm, see, bitch, ready to keep going. I'm talking about reconciling your privilege. Mm. Reconciling your fucking privilege, saying you know what, I get that I'm privileged. But mm-hmm. this, there is power here, and 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 there is an and 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 although I realize that I'm privileged, I need to do what's right. I that that's the empathy, that's the right. humanality of the world. I care about people. I don't want to continue to perpetuate false narratives. That's mm-hmm. what people. That's what people have to reconcile. And that's what. Quite often, we see people are just not ready to do. They're not ready to admit it to themselves that it's actually right. happening. And in the great words of Michelle Obama, if someone goes low, <laughs> go go high. I know it. It's it can listen. I've talked about how I'm tired of teaching white people about the oppression of black people. I've talked about how I'm tired of teaching um, cisgendered black men about the oppression of gay black men. Um, but for us within our own community, at least, if you're going to continue to teach anywhere, continue to teach your brothers. Mm. Yeah. It starts at home. If if they don't get it and it's frustrating you, I understand that. But don't do to them what they're doing to you and then wonder why they aren't seeing what they're doing to you. Because you're doing it to them. Yeah. Okay? Amen. That's all I got to say. Um, all right. If you don't follow the show, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at grownupgay, G-R-O-W-N, upgay. You can follow us on Twitter at grownupgay underscore. Um, you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Vaughn or on Instagram at Vonagram and Malik. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Malik Khalid Yoga. That's M A L I K K H A L I D. And uh, yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend about the show. Absolutely. And we love y'all. Peace. Holla. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>